Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Joyce Johnson, hashtag college life. I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, sales champion, and coach, here with Mariah Kaysen, um, talking about our college life and what it takes to become an, from an aspiring young adult to transition into an inspirational adult. I, for one, love college students and where they are in life. I think it's the best time in life is when you're in college, and I hope that you learn something from this podcast. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm here this um, afternoon with Mariah Kingston. She's a 2017 graduate from George Ball High School in Galveston, Texas. She now attends Lamar University in Beaumont, where she's studying early childhood education. Mariah, thanks for joining us. Hi. So let's hop into it. I, I guess first I want to know, um, I know in Galveston Ball, because I'm a Galveston Ball graduate myself, there's a lot of schools that come and recruit students and we have our career days I've participated in recently. So why Lamar um, University for you? What made you select Lamar? Well, I had a lot of people that wanted me to just stay in Galveston and take like the opportunity of taking like the free two years at our community college. But I honestly just wanted to do more and expand my boundaries and just try new things. And also like my superintendent from like grades four through eight, she went there and she was a big inspiration to me. And the person that actually taught me how to read she also went there. So I had a lot of inspirational people that went to Lamar. And it was just something close. I love the dorms. And it was just something different. Wow. So who you said the person that taught you how to read. Who was that? Um, she was my next door neighbor. Her name was Renika Glenn. Nice. And she attended Lamar University. Yes, it, it's interesting how people land in different places through relationships and influences and their, their mentors that they've had in life, you know, so I, I think that's a great story to share. I'm sure she um, um, is very proud of you for following in her footsteps and going to Lamar University. So I know you, um, you're there studying early childhood development, and I happen to know you have six brothers. So did that inspire you? What, why early childhood development studies for you? I have younger brothers that are very challenging to handle. And like I learned that if you want to see change, you have to be the change, and you have to actually put it in action. I also worked at a recreation center for four years and there's so many different kids that come in and out and just seeing them do better and do different things it's just it makes you feel a lot better and I just I want to be a part of that wow so you said if you want to see change you have to be change <laughs> and one of the things I'm also hearing you said is that change starts at home a lot of times right so right. sometimes we can go out and and you know we can um, we want to tackle the world, but sometimes change starts at home within our own family, within our own community, what have you. I mean, I'm, I feel so great already about the story that you're sharing that the next door neighbor taught you how to read, right? And that um, you're inspired by your younger brothers to go in and learn early childhood development. So I know that, you know, I think passion for something drives people. And I think you have certainly found your passion. Would I be right. correct in saying that? Right. And it's also patience. You learn that a lot of people don't have patience with certain people. And that's all that a child needs just to excel in life and to excel 
it means a lot because there's so much in this world that people want to experience, but they can't because people don't have patience for them. Right. So who are some of your other mentors that maybe had that you feel that kind of maybe had that patience with you and, and helped you along? Um, I have some close family members. I have really close friends, uh, mentors. Um, one that really stuck with me was Brandon Williams. He helped me. He went out his way to the school. He, like, to my high school, he would come and he would tutor me. Even when I said I didn't need it, he would still come and try to push me. If I said I didn't want to do something, he would say, like, you know, you got it. And it's just, like, little things showing, like, when he did things, like, for the community, it just inspired me. He volunteers at churches and stuff like that to where, you know, giving back to the community is just really big, and he does that a lot, and it just inspires me. So do you find yourself going out with Brandon to volunteer? Yes. Yes. And so, you know, when you connect with a good mentor, a good person, you know, just like sometimes bad things about people rub off on individuals, unfortunately, sometimes those really great things rub off. And, and I, you know, um, kudos to Brandon for being there for you, being a great friend and, you know, and living and leading by example. And so it's good to have someone say, you know what, you don't, you may think you don't have it, but you got it. So I'm, I'm always happy to hear that someone had um, that influence and had um, that, that strong um, partnership and sense of community. So I know recently that, you know, Beaumont, Lamar, um, first of all, they're always hit. If, if, if Louisiana get hit by hurricane, Beaumont get hit. If Galveston, if Texas get hit by hurricane, Beaumont get hit. So uh, recently, um, you know, the students at Lamar and yourself um, found yourself impacted by the overflow of a hurricane. Was that overflow of Dorian or what was that storm? I honestly don't know how to pronounce the name, but it's sort of I. Oh, okay. Okay. So the, um, so the storm came through and hit Beaumont. Tell me a little bit about what happened. Well, it came in the middle of the night. You know, I woke up to water. A lot of um, our stuff, me and my boyfriend, our car got ruined. Uh, the apartment got ruined. We were out of a home like books got destroyed no transportation to school you know walking back and forth to school it was just hard um staying at a friend's house it was just hard but you get through it with support right and so your your car was destroyed yes and so you're walking to school now yes ma'am how far is school it's about like a mile a mile and a half okay so that's not too bad so you have morning classes <laughs> <laughs> what time is your morning class um it's at eight o'clock okay you got to watch out for traffic right. so you guys there you are a lot of students in your apartments it's flooded it's a storm did someone come to rescue you guys how'd you guys get out well it it took the police and like the people a long time to even communicate with us we kept calling no one came out they said that they had older people and babies to rescue and so we called our friends and um 
fortunately, our friends came and we walked through the water. The water came to my chest. Wow. And we met on a more shallow street and they came and got us and we were able to stay with them for a couple of days. Wow. The water was to your chest? How tall are you, Mariah? <laughs> I'm five ones. Okay. <laughs> Still, that means the water was over, was over four feet, right? Yeah, it was nasty. The water was not clean. It was oil from the cars and the water. Ah. Oh, my goodness. So you get over to your friends and you're staying there for a few days. So how did you get a new place? Was the um, apartments able to accommodate you guys? Yes, um, we actually moved in the apartment right above us, um, but a lot of apartments did get kicked in, so they had to take a while to like get everything ready for us and stuff. So were you thinking, this is it, no more. I'm leaving school. I'm going home. Honestly, no. Um, my, <laughs> freshman, my freshman year, um, Hurricane Harvey hit. And I had to leave a day early for school because I wanted to be here so bad. And my mom didn't want to drive in a hurricane. So I, I, I called the school up the day before. And I was like, can I come early because I really want to go to school? And so then I came a day early. The storm hit. And, like, it just got super flooded. The highways got shut down. Everybody went home. And a lot of people didn't even come back. And I just, wow. like, I noticed that, like, you know, some people like let little things stop them from going further in their life. So my freshman year, I went through a storm. So this one, I was like, you know, I lost more, but you know, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. That's right. And growing up in Galveston, Texas, you know a little bit about going through storms and handling storms, maybe better than some students did. You know, I find that when people probably came to school from out of state, that was scary for them. Right. They hadn't experienced that before. And maybe that's why some of them just said, OK, I'm going to go home and find another school to attend. Yeah, but you're right. What doesn't, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it's going to make you stronger. It just, you know, you, it's all in how you um, your approach to things and how you attack it. So, you know, of course, how you're going to overcome whatever challenge that is. So you've gone through two storms through school. And like you said, you left early because you wanted, really wanted to be at school. And the storm hit. And then this year. We were out of water for a whole week. <laughs> no way. So yeah. how, does, how does the school help you students in these type of cases and incidents? They actually gave back um, money. I'm not sure, like, what, I guess it was a funding. And they gave certain students scholarships, like it was considered a grant and they would put it in students' accounts or they would accommodate them with living for a cheaper price. Well, cheaper for the university, but not mm -hmm. really cheap for the students. Um, they also like helped uh, talk to the teachers for like extended deadlines and stuff like that. Okay. Did they offer counseling for students? Um, that I'm not sure of. I don't believe so. Because hmm. I would think um, going through that, you know, may have been traumatic for some people and they may need to have some type of counseling. And I don't know, maybe if they don't have something, I mean, it's never too late. Maybe that's something the um, childhood development team can put together 
to offer students and to help them have people to talk to or make sure that they have a hotline or something, you know, of people to, to reach out to, right? That would, yeah, that would sound pretty good. Yes, you know, hint, hint, clue, clue. I mean, you know, no pressure. <laughs> but I think that that would be a good thing because sometimes it's easier to talk to your peers than it is to talk to other adults or administrators or what have you. So, so what's your end game, Mariah? What do you plan on doing with your early childhood development degree? I'm actually planning on getting my master's and probably opening up my own school. I want to, well, I want to start by opening my own daycare. I want it to be a 24-hour, 24-7, this uh, daycare. And then I want to evolve and open up my own school. Awesome. I love that. Now, are you going to go home to Galveston to do that? Honestly, no. I wasn't thinking about it. I wanted to travel, and I wanted to try different places. Okay, before you open your daycare? Right. Okay, but when you actually open the daycare, are you going to go back to Galveston? I don't plan on I do not steal. Oh, my gosh. Really, Mariah? I think we could use some day, a wonderful daycare and caring people in Galveston. My, um, so my mother's cousin, Rita, um, owned a daycare in Galveston for years. And I mean, she has the patience. When you talk about patience, oh my goodness of kids and everyone. And, um, and so she's retired. And I really think like the community has lost something special um, as she retired and closed her daycare. So I was just really hoping you were going to say you were going to go back to Galveston and open that daycare, I, Mariah, but okay. I just, feel, I just feel like there's not enough motivation in Galveston. Like so many people have given up and just settled, you know? Like I don't want to settle. I want to expand. I, and am, I, I understand. Right. I understand. You know, I guess one of the biggest challenges, and we won't get too political about Galveston, but we, it is a tourist, you know, place. So, you know, maybe you'd have to open a daycare to keep people who are traveling and kids or something. But, but I, do, um, I do understand that. Um, so, well, I, I'm excited about your travels. Are you going to get your master's at Lamar? Or are you going to move on to another college and, and get some travel experience that way by doing your master's somewhere else? I'm thinking about staying at Lamar. Think about staying at Lamar? Okay. Well, I recommend you look into some other places for your master's program. Since you do want to um, um, experience some different cities, I think that's the perfect time to do so. And, um, and, you know, be able to go to a different city as, again, a college student and study a master's program, maybe look into some of the um, programs that match what your needs are. I'd be willing to, to help you look for some things if needed. That would be nice. Yes. So I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm still, my feelings are hurt that you're not going to go back to Galveston, but we're going to help you get to wherever it is you want to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. You think about it? Well, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll accept that. I appreciate that. So, so tell me, of all the things that, you know, the challenges that you've had as a college student, what opportunities have opened up for you um, that you've been able to take advantage of in school, that either from the, the campus or otherwise? Well, I I got closer to God. That's always a good one. I got closer to my family. 
Like, it just made me open up and talk to family members that I've never talked to. I got closer to them. They helped me. Like, they just support me through everything, through classes. I also also experienced going to, like, to other schools and teaching. And it's just different opportunities off campus that I like experiencing, like being an early childhood major. Okay. So... This, so you're able to go off campus to other elementary schools and help out? Yes. Is it an internship? It's part of uh, my class. It's just like field hours. Okay. Well, that's great. And what year are you considered a junior now or sophomore? I'm considered a junior. A junior. Okay. So one more year and you're done. Like another two. <laughs> another two? Okay. Okay. Well, kudos to you. Well, I'm sure the school, so what are you learning? Um, are you, do you feel like you're able to take what you're learning in college and use it out in the field when you're serving those field hours at the different schools? What, what's, what's transpiring there? How does? I feel like a lot that's taught in the classroom, they're, all of my classes are kind of connected. So it's like I'm learning six different classes into one. But I feel like more outside on the field, I learn better by experience rather than what's in the classroom. The hands-on. So your classes are giving you an opportunity to not just have to go out and get the book information, but also have that hands-on experience to work with children. All right. You have a, a a story that you're able to share about maybe working with one of the kids? Actually, I do. Um... Well, it's not through Lamar, but during my winter break, I volunteered with my cousin in Houston, and I was able to work with this school for a whole week, and it's this pre-care that I just loved, and she was so different. She was, she stood out all right. She had a lot of behavior issues, but I just, it just made me want to work with her more, because she just needed patience and attention. And, and did you, were you able to turn her around? Yes, but then when I wasn't there, it all flipped. <laughs> Maybe you should write her a letter via pen pal or something. I, you know, get approval to write her a letter or something. Well, but but that's good. At least she at least she was able to have a a couple of days, a good couple of days, right? <laughs> it taught and, me a lot. It just taught me that you know, like there's different kids, and you know, you have to adjust to different kids at different times. Like everyone is different. They are. And not just children, adults, you know. Um, You know, I have friends that are in education and they say, well, it's not the kids, it's the adults. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's the kids. (laughs) Was there any, um, you know, advice that you like to share to um, students that's entering college or that's in college um, for us, you know, how they can make the best of their college experience? Honestly, I would say to have a strong bond with God because you need him if you want to make it through. Have a strong bond with family because you shouldn't burn any bridges because you never know who you'll need. And just really make best friends with your professors because some of them are just not nice. (laughs) So so you got to make them your friends so that they can understand your pain and work with you, right? Right. Well, I'm happy that, um, you know, I always think, like I said before, that college is the best time of your life. And um, I'm happy that 
that you could say that college has brought you closer to God, has brought you closer to your family. Because to me, family is important. I have a really big family and we're all very close and we're all very supportive of one another in our journey of life. So I'm happy to hear that, that you have that. So, um, you know, kudos to you and your family for being able to um, bond even closer while you're further away in college. So how can our um, listeners find you? Are you on social media where they can go um, follow you? What's your most active social media sites? Um, um, What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram is, um, yeah, it's Y-E-A-H underscore M dot K. And my Twitter is at M-Y-R-I-O-H. It's my first name, Mariah. Mariah. Okay, Mariah on Twitter. Well, Mariah, I want to thank you for joining me today. I know you was a little nervous about the call. I'm always nervous about these calls also because sometimes I um, get a little nervous and I maybe talk too fast or what have you. But um, I appreciate your support and the let's talk about it hashtag college life and um, being willing to have a conversation about college life and and um, so that other college students can learn from it. And hopefully your experience will help someone else be stronger as they make that transition uh, from, you know, being, as I say, an aspiring college student to an inspirational adult. And for our listeners, thank you for listening to Let's Talk About It with Joyce Johnson, hashtag college life. I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, sales champion, and coach. And I can be found on social media at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I am Joyce Johnson. Thank you. Make it a great day.